Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Jolene Moody. Jolene is a professional writer and actress who's had an interesting life path, which we're going to get into in a moment. Jolene, welcome to the show. Hi, Ellen. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really excited you're here. I've you know known you for several years now, and and have um, you know just been inspired and fascinated by the the trajectory of your career choices and uh, your path. And one of the things that's really cool is that you haven't been shy about reinventing yourself. And I kind of wanted to start there. Um, When I first met you, you were doing motivational speaking and coaching, and you had recently left a longtime career in television, and now you're pivoting again. So let's let's talk (laughs) about that. Yeah, uh, when we met, I was a yeah, I was a business coach and a speaker and had just left my job as a television news reporter and anchor. And the whole reason I left my job was to follow my passions to write. And I didn't end up doing that. I fell into I love speaking. I still do it. I fell into that and ended up hiring a business coach who said, I can help you make money. Um, I'll show you how and I'll show you how to find more speaking gigs. And what ended up happening is I started making more money as a coach. But the truth is, I didn't love it. Um, I wasn't bad at it. I made great money. I earned a great living, but I wasn't happy. And it was one of those spaces that I was in for a long time and didn't realize it. And between you, me and every listener in 2014, I literally fell to my knees. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. This is not what I left television for. I don't feel grounded in what I'm doing. And because I didn't feel grounded, I wasn't authentic. So in 2015, I took, I I took eight to 10 months off of my life, which I thought people would notice, but they didn't. They still thought I was out there, but I had money in my account where I was able to just rest. And, you know, I've heard people talk about how they do this and I took advantage of that opportunity and I just rested and I listened And my body just kept saying, you want to write, you want to act, you've wanted this all your life, go do it. So in 2015, I had what is what I called a revelation party. And I invited friends and and colleagues and past coaching clients. And I literally announced in front of the room, I'm not going to coach anymore. (laughs) This is all done. Um, I'll still do speaking and the speaking I do will be on inspiring people to do what I did. And that's make shifts. Wow, that's amazing. Crazy. That's, yeah, it's it's brave. And so how what was the process like of really, you know, getting into like that knowing that that was what you wanted to do? You said you you had that time to rest, but how so many people search for their purpose and search for that thing. Like how did you really come to know it for sure? Don't ask me why I'm getting emotional right now, but this hits me so at the core. I've known all my life. I just it was hard. And I think a lot of us choose paths that appear easy or are easy. And honestly, that's what we do. We've heard the term, you're sleepwalking through life Mm -hmm. or you're taking the easy road. And people don't realize they're doing this when they just accept a job. They say, well, I've got bills to pay and I've got to take care of this. And my family member is sick and I have no choice. And I don't believe that's true. I believe that 
We all have choices. I also believe very strongly in the power of a greater power and the universe, and that when you are kind and generous and show gratitude, things come back around in return. The reason we don't follow that path or that intuition of what is within is because it's hard. I mean, I when I was in the newsroom, I would write scripts. When I w- I'd make my calls for my stories, and then when I'd wait for the calls to return, I would sit down, I'd write. And I would kind of tell myself I'm getting paid to do it because I was being paid as a reporter. I was just waiting for the calls to come in, and I would write. And I, I have written since I was like 20. I have been acting all my life. As a matter of fact, I went to college for musical theater and toured the East Coast after college doing Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. And if any um, artists are out there listening, I earned my credits to be um, an, um, an actor where I could be an equity actor. But I never banked on that. I never did anything with it. So I just kept denying myself the, the, the core of who I was. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about, I am hitting, I'm hitting them right in the chest right now. And if they're getting weepy or they're getting angry, it's because they know this is also their truth. And for years, I just ignored it. I just kept, I mean, as a reporter, hell, I was on TV. Okay, cool. Check. I was writing scripts because I was writing and producing my own news segments and miniseries. Check. But I was living a lie. And the longer we live a lie, the more painful and angry and depressed or whatever word you want to put in there, you become. And we live in a culture that tells us this is how it's supposed to be graduate, get a job, make the money, just shut up and do what you got to do. And we fall into that norm. And if we step outside of that norm, and this is what I've done, believe me when I tell you people are so uncomfortable with it. They either treat you poorly or they think you're full of it. <laughs> and I've, I've experienced that on, on many levels. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I'm getting goosebumps hearing you talk about it. So apparently it resonates with me very strongly. Um, but that term sleepwalking through life, you know, I, I use that too because I see it all the time and I, I feel like, um, so many people get caught up in that and, and are driven by fear and, and the idea that they, you know, they, maybe they have this passion, the seed of passion within them, but they quickly talk themselves out of doing anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I did that too. I'm 45. And I still tell myself the story that it's too late. And the the space that I tell myself that story is smaller than it was six years ago or 10 years ago or, or whatever story I've learned to tell myself. I've learned how to literally change my own inner dialogue. And people don't think this is important. I, there were years ago I would hear this and I'd be like, whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, because we, everything to us is so material so rhythmic and so driven by our culture that that's what we do. Then when we hear other people talk about change your inner dialogue, follow your passions, all of these things, it frustrates us because it may sound so easy, but I promise everyone that is hearing me, it's not easy, but it's worth it. It's called pain-filled joy or joy-filled pain. Um, Christine Northrup uses that term. And if anything you want You have to go through the growing pains to get it. And we're just, I believe, conditioned that things are so easy and so accessible. And we take those shortcuts to get to those places. I'm in a place now where I know it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt to get what I want. And what I want now is to sell an original television pilot or a screenplay. And it's uncomfortable. I just came back from Vermont 
where I attended the um, independent television festival. And there were like 1500 people that just converged on Manchester, all creatives, producers, directors, writers, content creators, they call themselves. And these are the ones that write the script and then find the production company to shoot it and then put the pieces out there and submit them to all these festivals. And I was like, what is this world that I don't know about? You know, why did I not, what has taken me so long? When I went last year, Ellen, it was for a writing retreat through the Jacob Kruger studio in Manhattan. And that was my decision last year to, to really do something big. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. What I walked into blew my mind so much that my entire body was responding. Like I was weeping with gratitude. I'm like, what is this? Just everywhere, directors and writers and content creators, some very, very well known. And I thought, look what I did. I put myself in the very space I want to be. And I, t I was so uncomfortable. I didn't know how to talk to people. I went back to my hotel room at night when everyone else was out pitching their projects or getting to know people. I, me, and I can be very extroverted. I stayed in my hotel room. So when I went this year, I promised myself, I had just finished a second pilot. I work with a writing coach, so I don't do this alone. She has really, really helped me. Um, this time, I every night, I went out. And I went out and I talked to people and I got to know people and I have stayed connected with those people. So I stayed true to my promise. So it's always a process when we choose to move from one realm to another. And what I have learned because I've made so many shifts is that it's always uncomfortable and now I'm prepared for it, if that makes any sense. I know it's going to take time. I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but I, I'm going to tell you, I know like I know like I know that something's going to come with it because it's impossible for nothing to not happen. Do you know what I mean? When you continue to take actions and stand in the space that you want to be, it is impossible that something won't come of it. Oh, well, I, Jolene, goosebumps again. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you. Um, but you know what? When, so, so you felt this, this time like you belonged there, even if you were pushing yourself out, I hope. Oh, my God. You yeah, know, I saw I saw your pictures and maybe we can post some on the show notes page, but you you know, I swear you look like you you were in some group shots, you know, you're on the carpet or in front of the the step and repeat, you know, whatever it was, background, and you looked like 100% like these are your people. This is your tribe. You belong there. That's that was my impression. I 100 I believe you like, without a doubt. <laughs> You're that, doing this. It, for anybody who knows what I'm talking about, you'll always stand in that space and be like, oh, my God. And I'm not talking about and you're right. We were on the red carpet and it was my first red carpet. And it was, um, you know, that particular festival was it was in Hollywood Reporter. It's like a really big deal. And like I said, I had no idea. I'm like, duh. I just I went for this writing retreat that was dropped in the middle of this festival. And this was my second year doing the writing retreat and the festival. And that picture is with a bunch of actors and producers in New York City that just fell in love with me and I fell in love with them. And I made the promise not to just to stay connected, but they one of them invited me to New York in December to watch a bunch of screenings of local actors and producers in the city that have created content. And I looked at my husband. I said, I have to go. I, the doors are opening and this is what, what we do. The doors open. And the first thing, and you tell me if I'm wrong or if this resonates with you, the first thing that happens is we say, I don't have the money. I don't have the means. My job will get in the way. 
this is ludicrous. I just can't run off to New York. I'm a mother. What is this? I'm, you know what I mean? All mm-hmm. of those things that we, yes. And I just made the, I just keep making decisions and he's my biggest fan. And he always, always tells me my daughter, who's 14, just said to me this morning, mom, I am so proud of you. You are doing things that people don't normally do. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, it's, it's on the outside. I'm smiling and I am very happy, but I want people to know too, that it doesn't make me, the only thing that's happening to me is I'm waking up more. And that's the gift I want to return because I still feel pain. I still feel struggle. I have just chosen to take it with me and understand that it's part of the ride. Wow. That's, that's, I'm, I'm so excited for you. I'm going to be like, I knew her (laughs) back when this is awesome. But what, so let's just back, back up a little bit. And um, you were talking about changing your inner dialogue and I'm curious about the process around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I've got a million other questions to ask you too, but let's just, let's just go back to that because I think, you know, so many people get hung up on all those, you know, things that you just said, like, I don't have the money. I couldn't possibly do that. I have to pay the electric bill and, and so on and so forth. So how did you, what was that process like? I think it started for me when I was still in TV news. My daughter was maybe two or three. Uh, everything was going to shit. Um, and I thought, I know there's people out there that are changing things. What are they doing? So I seriously just started to read. I think the first person I picked up was Eckhart Tolle. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and I had always listened to Les Brown. He is still, I am probably one of his biggest fans out there. But when I would hear people like Les Brown, for example, talk, and if no one's familiar with him, look him up and listen to him. He's so... It's it. I am hypnotized by his voice. I love his voice. He's a motivational speaker. Um, but if these people are having this experience, what am I doing wrong? And that's really how simple it was. So I just kept picking up books. So I'm that girl that reads the self-help books and the self-transformational books. And I have learned to spend my time only with people that are interested in moving forward. But I want to be clear, it's been a process. My daughter is 14 now. So this has been like 11 to 12 years where I have made the decision to change the dialogue by reading the different dialogue, by going to workshops with the different dialogue, by listening to people with the different dialogue. I'm going through a book right now called The Magic, which is um, Rhonda Byrne. She's most known for the, the movie The Secret, and it's a 28-day journey, gratitude journey. And every day you have to write 10 things you're grateful for. And she has a different exercise that goes with it. I commit to that. I don't just BS my way through it. I commit to it. And it's so true. What happens is it changes you. And I end up driving down the road and I see a bird fly by and I start crying. I'm like, oh my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> so yeah. it works. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's that's awesome. And what so what, like you... The, the things that you've done, and I, I am really struck by your sheer determination in this, like, this is impossible not to work because I'm taking action around it. And I particularly resonate with that also because action is such an important part of any kind of success. Um, I think, you know, you mentioned Rhonda Byrne, and, you know, I think some people had the misconception from the secret that it's just visualization and you can just sit there and do nothing. And I don't think that's what she was saying, 
But um, I do think some people were criticizing it because that's how they interpreted it or whatever. Um, Action being critically important. But what do you think about that idea of um, making the leap and and waiting for your parachute to come? Like, or you know, like making the leap and just trusting. Well, I'm all for that belief system because that's just how it works. It sounds like you what know? you did, kind of. Uh, many times, and I have accepted that um, I am definitely a multi-passion passionalite. I think who who coined that phrase. There's two. There's Emily Wapnick who did a TEDx talk, and I think she calls it multi-passionalite or passion something. And then um, Marie Forleo has a multi-passionate entrepreneur is a is a term that that she uses. And I've just decided that if you know, and I tell this to my own child, if you wake up one day and you decide you want to paint, go buy a paintbrush, man, do it. You know, because we we are in the confined, we live in a world, again, a culture that confines us and says, my God, if you jump without a parachute, dummy, I have taken more risks. I have lost more money. I can't even tell you the amount of money I have invested in things and it doesn't work out. Does that make me a failure? No, it doesn't. And that's the issue. That's the problem is people think, well, if I invest five grand here or 10 grand here or 200 here and I don't get what I ask for, I'm out. Well, dude, you're going to be sitting on the side of the road then. Do some homework. Read read about um, people. Like Henry Ford, I was just reading the book. I'm reading You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And I'm almost toward the end of it. And in that, she talks about, she's hilarious. Henry Ford, and he was bankrupt when he kept pounding on his engineer saying, you can make an eight-cylinder engine. You have to do it. And they'd be like, it's not possible. And he kept going back. And look, it happened. So people, it, there isn't a single thing that is impossible. If you keep telling yourself, oh, it can't, well, you, you get to own your limitations. They're yours. But I don't, I truly don't subscribe to that school of thought and that I'm grateful for. So it's really, for me, it was a learning curve. It's taken years of practice. I choose and practice to be this way. It didn't happen overnight. And there'll be people that'll be like, well, I did that for two weeks and it didn't work. I'm so impatient. That's why I had to quit coaching, honestly. This is a secret. Don't tell anybody. But that's why (laughs) I I didn't have the patience for people to be like, I can't. And and it's, it's a terrible thing to say, but it was also proof that I wasn't built for it. My own coach was so patient. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, you, I don't know how you do it. But if people whined about something or gave me excuses, I couldn't process that. I couldn't understand it. I would always say, then you don't want it bad enough. And they would fight me and I just couldn't. Mm. I don't know if I answered the question. I probably went in circles. <laughs> well, you, you know, what you're talking about is one of my pet topics, which is grit, you know, and just sticking with yeah. it and, and going for the long haul, you know, it's not the short term success. Um, and I really also appreciate this idea that money, you know, money will come, money will go. Ultimately, we'd all like to have more of it, I guess. Um, but it isn't the only way to define success. And I appreciate that you brought that up. And um, I'm curious, like, do you have a definition of success that you you work with or, or and or happiness? In all honesty, I still struggle with that, too. My but I, it's like split for me, which tells me I'm actually moving in a different direction. When I hear people talk to me, like like you're saying that you, you followed me all this time and you see all these things happening to me, you see that as success. Um, 
I'm a pain in the butt to myself because I don't. And I punish myself. And it takes other people to sit me down and go, Jolene, look, this, 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 and this, because we do equate success with money. And because I've had so many shifts, my money map is a roller coaster. It's never been even. There are times when I've had it and there are times when I don't. But I know at my core that success isn't money. Success is about the grit. The, the willingness to take risks. I do the craziest stuff. And I'm like, where does this even come from? Like, my brother's not like this at all. Both my parents are gone, but they were never like this. I don't know. And I ponder that. Where did this fierceness come from? I remember telling my brother, I'm leaving news, and I'm going to become a motivational speaker. And you know what he said to me? You can't do that. And I said, why not? He goes, well, you just can't. He didn't know why. And I said, is it because I didn't go to speaker school? <laughs> you know, what, what, is, what is your understanding or what have you learned? What box are you keeping yourself in that you're not allowing me to step out of it and to do, to do the things I want and to be successful? So success, in my opinion, the definition is, is putting your eye on a target and going after it, whatever it takes. You will be beaten down. You will be People will throw things at you. People will criticize you. People will be cruel. People will be loving. They will be giving. They will be kind. And it's just a, it's like, I envision it visually as this um, forest. And imagine a very long forest. And then imagine 50 people say, which is the world, standing just before they're about to enter that forest. They have to get to the other side and there's no way other than going through the forest, yet people try to go around. They never find the way around because it doesn't work. People sit down because they know it's going to be too much. People go in and they start climbing the trees and they start swinging from the vines and they start swimming through the muck. And some people are in the muck and they say, hey, get in my boat, I'll help you. Other people are pushing other people out of the boat. It's a jungle out there, literally. Some get exhausted and they retreat. There's only probably 5% of those 50 people, less than five people will make it through to the other side. That's success. They've lost money in the forest. They've lost limbs. They've, they've lost loved ones. They've watched things just wash away. So what keeps them going? I don't know. I don't know if it's something you're born with, but I do know that the definition of success is to me is your willingness, no matter how much it hurts to go after the thing that you want most, because that's what life is about. It's not about just watching it go by and, and telling yourself it's not going to happen. It's about going after it. But somewhere along the line, the message shifted and the message became, you're only successful if you have money. I had it. I, I had it. And I was the most miserable biatch you ever want to meet. I wasn't grounded and I wasn't authentic. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to have it again. I certainly intend to. But the difference is now my path is one of integrity. And I think that's also what brings you to success. Yeah, I think that's huge. And, you know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with a friend of mine last night. We were talking about success and um, she is a publisher. She's um, worked as a publisher for I don't know, a long time, 25 years, 20, 30 years. And she was saying, she's like, yeah, I don't really know if I'm successful. And yet, as we talked, she's published thousands of books. She's uh, traveled around the world 
with authors and for her books and for her her stuff and she's um helped several people become millionaires and multimillionaires and you know it was just like really and you don't see yourself as successful but you know you too when you think about all the people you know all the things you just mentioned but then when you also think about all the people you've influenced through walking your talk and and um, being a great example, in addition to your coaching and motivational speaking, you know, I, I can't even put a number on how many people you've influenced, Jolene. Wow. You know, that's part of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and your daughter. Like, what a great example you're being for her. She's the, the coolest thing ever. She's such a good kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. Now, do you think, so you're talking about, you know, you're making this leap and you've had this desire to write and the acting has been with you your whole life. Do you, do you think that everyone has the ability to find their thing and do their thing or are there limitations on people besides the ones they put on themselves? Because I can just hear people thinking, yeah, but she's smarter than me or she's, you know, something prettier than me or you know whatever but but you know does everyone have access to their purpose yeah yeah they do and the limitations are you know I I had a friend really fight me on this and then people will cut their left arm off to own their limitations and someone said something pretty profound to me and she said well there's people in third world countries that can't have what they want and I I, you know, she's right. There are people that probably have hopes and dreams and don't have access to them because of circumstances. I'm talking about circumstances that are certainly in your control. And many, many of them are. I mean, think of, oh God, this is embarrassing because his name is escapes me. Mandela. Mm-hmm. How long was he in prison? Like 26 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Um, Nelson Mandela. His story is fascinating. Because what he did while he was, and same with Viktor Frankl, if you ever read his book, Mm -hmm. when he was in the concentration camp, their mindset is what got them out. The thing was, is we're looking at years, years of this struggle. So why can't somebody in one place use the, 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 the universe and the energies around them and their desires to get them out because it's happened. Now, I can't speak to it because I am... I live in the United States and there's a lot of opportunity here and we're a very, very free country where other circumstances certainly do encapsulate people and and shut certain doors. So as far as that, it's really hard to speak to. But if you are putting limitations on yourself, you have to check them. Are they ones you put on yourself or are you really stuck in that job? Are you really stuck in that relationship? Who's keeping you there? What's keeping you there? Why are you choosing it? So when you ask yourself these questions, you can find out what limitations are keeping you and holding you behind. And those that can't be moved, we have to learn how to work within what we have. And that's hard for people to hear too. I'm not saying if you decide you want to be like a huge celebrity, that it's going to happen no matter what. It can take years and people give up because, they, well, I don't want to take that long. I hear that and I'm like, what? What are you even talking about? Who told you that it was going to happen within five years? Or when people say, I'm giving myself five years. If it doesn't happen, I'm gone. I just shake my head at that. I have to walk away. Because who who decided that it was going to be such a short span of time? So 
I'm answering a very long form of your question. I can only speak to it as I understand it in the space that I'm, at, I'm in. And in the space that I'm in, I put limitations on myself. And when I recognize it, I push right through them. And, and I think there are people out there that recognize they can move through them. And there are people out there that are still so victimized that perhaps not in this lifetime, perhaps there's still lessons that need to be learned. And they have to, I don't know, be born as somebody else in another life. And I'm sorry if that's a little hokey for people, but they may not be ready now. They may just be a lesson for other people, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes total, total sense to me. And I think it, it kind of brings up a good point, too, in that at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I believe that we're here to help others and inspire others and, you know, all of that. However, we can't do it for them, you know, and you can't, you know, there are people that just will not budge out of their place of being stuck. And it's, you know, it's, I don't want to sound harsh or you know, like, I don't care. I, I care. But, you know, I, I've, it's taken me a long time to really accept, I, I can't be responsible for someone else's happiness or choices. And, you know, um, I think that that's really important to remember too, that we're, we're here for our, uh, not that we're here for ourselves only, but we're, you know, we are responsible for ourselves, our happiness, our, our actions and, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And in our happiness and in our, like it's freedom in our own mind to feel the way we decide to feel. I have a, a friend that complains about everything mm -hmm. and it's, and I have to be around this person. It's my daughter's father. So I got to have to be around him. <laughs> So it, it's one of those things where I have to prepare myself because I know energetically I will be drained after time with him, you know, and he doesn't realize what he's doing. And, and just like you said, I, there's nothing I can say or do. I've tried over many years. There's nothing I can say or do to change his perspective. Every once in a while, my husband will chime in and say, my God, all you ever do is complain. And he's like, no, I don't. He doesn't even realize it, mm -hmm. but he doesn't realize he's put himself exactly where he is. He's the only one that can move him out. So there's, there's a perfect example of, I don't know if we're running low on time, but my, my daughter has an opportunity to go to Iceland mm. for, yes. And Lovely. it's a very, very expensive trip. Here's my mindset. We got to find a way. That's my mindset. We got to find a way. And so my husband and I are figuring it out. We have gratefully a year and a half and you know, we can figure all of this out. So what options do we have? What can we be grateful for now so that we can see this through where someone else's mindset may be, we, I don't have it. Well, right. me, I'm going to write even more to fund this trip. I'm going to work doubly hard to fund this trip where other people will say, well, it's just not possible. And they won't even entertain looking for other ways to make money or other options. They will just shut down and decide it's not possible. So it, it maybe it's a lame example, but it's, I could say that there's limitations that will keep us from Iceland, but I refuse to. It's a great example, Jolene. It reminds me of that, the rich dad, poor dad mentality where he's yeah. talking about, you know, rich dad would be like, well, how can we afford it? Never saying I, I can't afford that. You know, it's so important. It's that mentality of how can I afford this? How can we make this work yeah. as opposed to those limitations? Yeah. So I encourage people, try that mindset. Just see what happens. Instead of saying, I can't, just say, what would happen if I said yes? What would happen if I did things differently? You know, and the first thing I did this morning, I was up at the crack of dawn 
is I basically hit the books and I'm like, okay, I got to find a contract. I need to find a book that I can write for somebody. I need to put myself out there differently. I need to hit the pavement a little bit harder to make this happen. And it will happen because I want to go with her. I don't want to send her alone. So it's going to cost twice as much, <laughs> you know? So were we prepared for it? No. Is it a luxury? Yeah. Should I deny myself it? No. Will people criticize me because of it? Probably. But the people who criticize others saying it must be nice, and I've heard that, I've learned to say it is. Ah, uh, I love it. It wasn't handed to me. It's never been handed to me. I have worked for it every time. Yeah. I mean, you, you're a great example. And, and you know, unfortunately, we do have to wrap up. But I, I'm having a an instinct that we should talk about one more thing. And um, you're a great example of being in action, you know, having the vision, being in action, having, you know, clearing out your mindset of the limitations. But I just want to touch upon the, the universe's power, too, because when you do all of those things and put yourself out there and allow things to come to you, have you not found that it happens? You know, you'll meet, you'll sit next to the right person on the bus or, you know, like something weird happens and you suddenly are introduced to the right people or getting opportunities once you're open to receiving them. Like that's, that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. And it really takes a willingness to explore that in order to believe it, you know, and it can be hard because it's not, well, it's not magical. Like some people might think it is all energetic. If you think about the people that have nothing, it's because they continue to choose to have nothing and complain about it. Many years ago, I heard my brother-in-law say, um, my nephew was running around, we were moving, and he's running all over, chasing butterflies, and I, was, I just thought that was so cool. So look how happy he is. And his father's response was, life hasn't beaten him down yet. Mm. He's never forgotten that because his belief system is to choose to believe that there's an entity waiting for him outside to kick his butt. Mm. And everybody's getting their butt kicked. Everybody falls to the ground. You got to choose to stand up. And I've learned not to respond. I used to like turn on people and be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> How can you think that? And of course, that's their mindset. And, and I, like you said earlier, I can't change it. I can only do so much. And, and you have to be able to give yourself permission to move away from people like this or be prepared for it. Like today, when I see my daughter's father. Um, yes, you can't yeah. change it. But everybody, by the same token, everybody has the power to change it for themselves even if they've lived 20 years with the mindset or 40 years or 50 years yeah. or 60 years, it, it, at any moment we can change it if we choose yeah. to do so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, Jolene, great conversation. Do you have anything else you wanted to just add before we wrap up? No, I just really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. That's, that's fantastic. And I've been taking notes. I'm going to put, links to all the books that you mentioned and of course to your website and your um, social media pages and all of that on our show notes page. So um, people can look for all of that there. And uh, thank you again for being with us. It was really great. I, I loved this whole conversation. Goosebump city <laughs> is what it was thank for you. me. It's awesome. Uh, thank you all for listening to the show today. Um, my guest was writer and actress, Jolene Moody. You can find this interview and all of her links on our website, readysetgrit.com. And please tune in again next Friday when we release another episode on tips on turning your daydream into a phenomenal success. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. 
Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit. Inspired actions, real results.